Welcome to the Fresh and Parlance episode number 47, where our balls are more inflated than the ones Tom Brady likes to handle. Is that not true, Fresher? (laughs) It's it's super true. (laughs) Our balls are so firm. Yeah, unlike, I mean, their balls were not firm. It's a thing. Man, oh man. I know, you know, it's the thing is the Colts like firm balls. It's a true story. <laughs> I know. But, yeah, so we weren't here last week. We were not here last week. Um, and a lot happened. A lot happened. I know. This was some craziness weeks. So, um, let's get right into it. So, the Seahawks are going to the Super Bowl. Woo! Seahawks! <laughs> so, so, we were in Tahoe. Yeah. And... I watched the game at a pizza a pizza place, and that's right, everyone. Fresh and Par went on a trip with my wife. That's pretty much how it went. <laughs> yeah. It was mega fun. Yeah, it was a good time. We went to Lake Tahoe. My wife and I did a bunch of skiing. Fresher I there. Ski. Fresher did I not did. ski, but he did. He did partake in a lot of what I would call relaxing activities, such as yeah. drinking. Boxed wine. Yes, and some whiskey that I was afraid opened in the airplane in my luggage. And watching some e-entertainment news. Yeah, oh, also, uh, what is it, um, guide rules or whatever on MTV2? Men's it's pretty fun man, on vacation. Man rules? Man rules? I don't know, it's like, wait, guy, co- guy code. That's guy code, that's right, that's right, <laughs> guy code. And also, what else did we watch? Uh... We watched some movies. Star- we watched uh, Mean Girls. Star you Trek. hadn't seen that before. Mean Girls. This was a, uh, a, an, a... And we played Rummy Cube. I think that's how you say it. Or maybe Rummy Cub. But I think it's Rummy Cube. It's a, that was a fun game, though. Um, anyway, uh, it was a good time. The, it was like a spring. It was like spring there. Yeah, it's crazy. Like At a ski resort, there was like no snow. It was pretty crazy. I agree with you. Um, we did a hike on, what was that, Monday? Martin Luther King Day? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, yeah, and I feel like it was, a, it was, it was like a spring day. Almost, right? It was, it was like yeah, t-shirt. I, know, I, had to like, I had to like take my jacket off. It was so hot walking up that thing. Um, the the I, hill. Yeah, it was, I think, it's just a path. It wasn't even really. It was a little bit of a path down to the water to get a little, see a... Like a little, uh, an old school Scandinavian architecture. Yeah, those, I like that. It was a cool building. I want to make a cool courtyard like that. Um, yeah, it was a pretty nice time. I had a great, actually, not a nice time. I had a very good time. It was worth it. I'd never been to Ta before. I do want to go back in the summer, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think that now is better than the summer because I bet the summer is going to be like way too hot. Possibly, possibly. But then you could swim in the lake. I mean, you could swim in the lake now if you want. I guess, yeah, it would be cold. But, but man, those water levels, they were way down. The lake was, like, basically empty. It was easily, what, 15 feet shallow? Yeah, shallow? I mean, like, all of the docks and everything didn't even go anywhere. You could, like, walk to, like, buoys and stuff. Yeah, and, and on top of that, 
Tahoe was seeing it, but there was other like other smaller lakes within the area because, as you know, or maybe you don't know, California's in a massive drought right now. I've heard. I've heard things. Well, I'm telling the audience. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. And the, a I'm lot kind of, of the... I'm kind of an audience. I guess. I guess <laughs> so much as Jeff is an audience and I'm an audience. And, He's over there. You know. He's hang, hanging, chilling. Um. But, yeah, there was uh, one particular lake we went to visit. It was the Donner Lake, uh, where the Donner Party holed up when they turned to cannibalism. Oh, man. Those Donner cannibals. And they had this uh, stone monument that was approximately the base or the pedestal where there was, like, a couple, uh, maybe a bronze figure. Would you say bronze? Was it bronze? I don't know. It was just, like, a statue. I don't think it was bronze. So anyway, they had a giant metal statue on top of this 22-foot pedestal, uh, which was made of stone, and on uh, that 22 feet represented the amount of snow that was there when the Donner Party was there in October of, like, I don't know, 1846 or whatever. Yeah, it was, like, the very deep 1800s. Yeah, so we were... (laughs) A deep 18. That sounds like a really bad porn name. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, gotcha. <laughs> um, anyway, the uh, we we I went in to ask them. I'm like, uh, you know, in October of 1840, they had 22 feet of snow. When's the last time you had a lot of snow here? And they're like, well, since you've asked, follow me to this little chart. <laughs> and they uh, took me over to the chart and they showed me like the snow levels. And in the 40s and 50s, there was a couple of years where they got, like, 70 feet of snow. Yeah, it's, like, triple. That's crazy. That's, like, so much snow. 70 feet of snow. But, like, after 2005, the chart stopped, and that's because pretty much it stopped snowing. Yeah. Man. Um, I mean, they still do get snow. I think they had, I think, approximately, I think they said, well, at least that North Star, which is the name of the ski resort we were staying at in the village, I think they said they had 64 inches of snow, which is, like, what, five feet? Yeah. Yeah, and that was at the top of the mountain, not where the lake was, which was, like, at, you know, not in the... I mean, it was still higher elevation, but not as high as the top of the mountain, which was, I think, over 8,000 feet. Yeah. So, um, clearly, what this is, I guess, the effects of climate change or just seasonality or... Um, but definitely, I mean, it's unprecedented. Unprecedented, I yeah, exactly. Up, but I, I think, think that, it is. No, no, there, there was a 60 Minutes, um, art, uh, story on, on the you know people drilling into the water table like, way deep, like as yeah. if they're drilling for oil. I and, thought that 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 other thing about that deepest hole in Russia too is crazy. They stopped drilling it. They stopped drilling it because they found hell. No, but the um. <laughs> Essentially, they're going in. I guess the Earth has a sponge. It's like a sponge, and there's, like, water and, like, wells. And as you drain water from this, that sponge, which takes, like, 10,000 years to absorb water, it yeah. starts shrinking. And the, so the land is actually decreased. Since this drought has happened in these places in California where they're building these um, – not building. They have farms with, like, almonds and essentially yeah. a lot of high-water crops. And they're just – Drilling all the water up. They're drilling the water out, and this, this slowly the the earth is getting lower and lower and lower there. And it's, it's not be giant like uh, sinkholes like in Russia. It's gonna be. I mean, it's it's not. It's beyond that. 
it's not going to just be sinkholes. It's just going to be there's going to be absolutely no water, and it can't be replaced. That's the thing. There's no replacing it. It'll take a millennia, ten millennia, to like get that water gonna, back. I mean, they're talking about making these, uh, you know, oil pipelines and stuff. We need to make some water pipelines. Move the water around. Well, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast, and he said, "Hey, look, we know that the uh, Arctic is melting, and that's fresh water. Why don't we just try build a pipeline from the Arctic, where the ice is melting, and just drop it right into right yeah, into totally. California?" Yeah, totally. That would like help a lot of stuff. I bet. Yeah, turn turn the Palm Desert into the Palm Jungle. <laughs> it's um, just as much of an undertaking as the oil one, except for probably easier. Yeah, and if that breaks, like let's say like uh, like that one sp- starts springs a leak. Yeah. It would just be like, you know, oh no, we got a puddle to deal with, you know, let's just get a giant sponge. I heard some other pipeline in Montana just broke and it's right underneath a river or something. That sounds about right. Yeah. Pipelines. So, uh pipelines laying pipe in in the old eighteen or whatever the hell <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't um so a lot of happened. I was actually un- we were planning on having a show up until the moment I canceled, which was approximately about an hour or two before last week's show. I know you were not feeling good. Not yeah, feeling good. I I woke up with the fever uh, in the middle of the night on Wednesday. Um, came to work. People, someone put a Purell thing on my desk that said, "You're sick. Go the fuck home." <laughs> and then I was like, that's great. Thank you, whoever put this here. But I already have two Purells on my desk. Um, so I worked about half the day and then left and then fell asleep for the rest of that day. Uh, and then woke up, fell back asleep, woke up at like four in the morning to get on a plane to go to Tahoe. And I, but I did, I was well rested. It seemed to be like maybe a one and a half day thing because I was pretty good to go for Saturday. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that was, I was impressed at your level of recovery. Yeah, maybe it's just I, being on vacation. Possible. I mean, maybe I just gritted through it or whatever, but, you know, I didn't feel as ill as I did, you know, that Wednesday, which was a mess. Um, and then then last time we were on air, and this had happened, uh, I don't know, geez, two weeks ago I went on a rant about my pharmaceutical coverage. Yeah, the full insurance. Yeah. The drug industry. Yeah, so I just opened it up. I got the replacement med. So you gave in? You got the I one they wanted? I, I gave in. I had to give in. There was no winning. There's nothing you could do. There was nothing I could do. So there it is, folks. People came. I, I got a lot of comments about that in person. They were just like, bite the bullet, jerk face. Bite the bullet. <laughs> we got a lot of comments in person. Like from who? Uh, Tom and, uh, and then that other guy that I don't want to yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, your boss. Oh, yeah. Yeah. By the way, Tom is uh, tweeting us up right now. Oh, interesting. He's, uh, Tom's I'm... climate change alarmists. Yeah. Hey, Tom, <laughs> don't worry about it. I'm not sure you're going to be around when it when climate change happens. <laughs> it's already, he's already here. It's happening. That's the thing. <laughs> oh, maybe it's this. <laughs> Um, so we didn't talk about this because we missed it, and I know this is a little bit removed, but the Golden Globes happened. The Golden Globes? Yeah, the Golden... The Gloating Globes. <laughs> the Gloating... The Gloating Globes. 
Uh, I think that's what it should be called, the Gloating Globes. You, you know what? Next year we should have the Gloating Globes. That should be our award show. Um, anyway, the uh, the Golden Globes happened. It was uh, Amy hosted by uh, with um, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, which I know they're two. You're big fans of them, right? I am, but I didn't see the thing. But I heard that they did it before. This is, I believe, their third or fourth year, but they announced that this is their last year. Oh, uh, what? That's fake. They're faking. They're doing it again. No, they they definitely they definitely didn't pull any punches either, because so they here's the thing they actually didn't do much for the really? show. It was, they had the monologue and then they maybe had maybe at most ten minutes of screen time for the rest of the like two hour show. Maybe if that, I would say more like five minutes. Um, but they did have a couple North Korea jokes. So they they had um oh yeah you yeah. remember Margaret Cho? Actually, yeah yeah. This, oh my gosh, I like Margaret Cho. She's Two cool. weeks in a row, we talk about Margaret Cho because I know had, she's getting a lot of hashtag Margaret Cho. So she she played a North Korean like uh, person, like a military person who was there to represent North Korea, and uh, she got a lot. Apparently, she got some flack for that because she was portraying a North. I have no idea, but anyway, yeah. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, but other people didn't. Uh, but anyway, the, couple two things to talk about that I felt was most notable. I don't give a shit about any of the of the award winners, at least at this point. Um, yeah, I didn't hear anything about. I mean, I don't really pay attention, but I didn't hear anything about it. I think the only thing that was really interesting. The didn't most like a Lego Movie not get one or something? That was they didn't get nominated for. Um, uh, they didn't get nominated for Best Animated Movie in the Oscars. Yeah. So well, that was... different. The Oscars are different. So the, I don't even know what's the, the award stuff. Okay, so if the Golden Globes is uh, both... Is both it, the Golden Globes is uh, the Hollywood foreign press, so it's voted on by, like, you know, French writers and essentially non-U.S. writers... And it's also TV and movies. Okay? Yeah. And they have a little bit more categories. So they have like comedy and musical category versus drama category. So there's more people there. Plus they serve food and drinks. So there's always sometimes there's drunk people. And it's also TV and movies. So there's more celebrities there. Um, the Academy Award is voted on by the Academy, which is generally consists of people within the industry themselves. So almost like a uh, high school um, a high school popularity contest. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's the Academy, right? That sounds like a high school popularity contest. Yeah, exactly. Um, however, the, I thought the one thing that was um, the most, well, the most interesting was that uh, Transparent, the Amazon show, yeah, got won two Golden Globes. Really? Huh. Yeah, which is the first time I ever... I heard that they're like re they're doing it for free or something like Well, that's I was gonna get that was gonna be my segue, but I guess I you've just blown me up. But I'm yeah. I I need to get some a couple things in here. True. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanna like blow the segues. <laughs> blow the, the segway. That's another bad porn movie name. <laughs> blow the segway. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyway. So the, yeah, the 72nd annual Golden Globes, uh, the the transcend, uh, tran- oh my God, not transcendent, transparent, transcendent is the Johnny Depp movie, and I keep making that mistake. Transparent. I know, uh, yeah, I saw that on the on the notes. You had the wrong one. That's why I didn't know that's what you were going to talk about. Yeah, and um, essentially, Jeffrey Tambor, um, 
who have you ever watched uh, the Larry Sanders show? Yeah, I like the Larry Sanders show. Hey now, hey Kingsley. You know, hey I haven't now. watched them all. I've been meaning to watch them all, but. Anyway, he he won for best actor, and the series won best um, comedy slash musical TV show. Um, and it's, it's a the musical? first. Well, it's a it's a comedy. I, it's loosely it's a dark comedy. It's loosely a comedy. Yeah. Um, I've watched all but the last episode of the that series. Um, but as a note, which you brought up, is that this weekend, in honor of winning, they are. Letting any any Joe any anybody who wants any to Joe Schmo. any Joe Schmo watch this Saturday watch all of the episodes they're making it free for everybody and in honor cool. of winning two uh, two Golden Globes the 72nd annual Golden Globes they're giving Prime memberships for seventy two dollars for that day oh yeah I saw that too I didn't know what that was for yep so that's what it's for that's pretty cool. Uh, um, so two things of note that I felt I personally took note of. Um, one, Prince for what? On the Prince, Golden for the, Go- the Golden Globes. Prince showed up with a cane, and he was like wearing this like shiny metallic. <laughs> did he do stuff or did he just show up? He was a presenter. Oh really? Oh yeah, and he like you could, but people respect that dude because yeah, they, they cut to people. Yeah. yeah, they cut to the crowd and like they showed like Chris Pratt like this. <laughs> like clapping and like super excited yeah, and like that's a good clap. <laughs> and Bradley Cooper was like pretty pumped and I don't know the, everyone was like loving Prince but he came out in a shiny metallic suit. Um, nice. Which by the way, shiny metallic was in. And my my wife who was watching the uh, the red carpet, I was there watching with her. She yeah. called. She noticed it. She noticed the trend. She's like, whoa, shiny metallic is in. But the prince brought down the house because he had the shiny metallic cane with the shiny metallic. Do you think they, like, how did they, like, coordinate that? I mean, was it, like, a, a memo? Or do you think it was just chance that that really was in and everyone happened to wear it? I think it's in because I think every year they, they there's, like, trends that they find on the red carpet that, that, that you notice. Like, sometimes it's, like, earth tones, then it's red or you know, uh, or nude coloring or whatever. But yeah, this year was shiny metallic. I think it's just like, it's weird. It's like osmosis. Or maybe it's fashion magazines. I don't know. Um, I don't know much about that world. But I will say that it was definitely noticeable. There was a lot of shiny metallic dresses. Silver, gold, whatever. They were all over the place. That, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll have to, like, check that. Actually, while I was watching uh, E! News, I think that they had they were talking about that, but... I didn't know stuff was going on, and I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> but wait, was when was the Golden Globes? It was two Sundays ago. Oh, so then it definitely would have, like... I thought maybe it happened since then, so it wouldn't have been talking about that, but... Yeah. It happened la- not last Sunday, but the Sunday before. Yeah. Hmm. Um, Prince, But yeah, Prince also had a giant... He had a big, giant, like, hairdo with sunglasses that were big, like this big, like, bug-eyed, really? huge ones, yeah. I just I searched it up. I he is. I just searched his image right now. It's pretty good. You should take a look. I'll check um, it out. Also, yeah. uh, Tom Brew says, if Larry Sanders did a podcast, it might have a Fap Time vibe. It prob- Yeah, I wish I had a... Pretty good compliment, I think. I think so, too. Hey, now. Can I be the hey, yeah. now guy? And then, don't you need a pen like this? <laughs> I need to watch more of them. I, I, it's been a while. That, that was an excellent show. Um, I wish I could have seen it like at the time. I watched it. I watched it at the time. I did. I watched it 
on HBO back in the late uh, mid mid to late 90s, early to mid to late 90s. I forget exactly, but I definitely remember watching it in high school. That's um, cool. Yeah, that was a great you had show. HBO? I did have HBO. I, had I just H- remember like when HBO was free every like maybe once or twice a year, and I'd be super pumped and just watch all the stuff that was on HBO. Um, so I had HBO my senior year of high school, but my friend had HBO, so I would I would catch it there. And this was like, I think this was this was definitely before on demand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The this 90s. was just like yeah, this was like straight up cable from the from the the the, the pole to your TV. And <laughs> you know we had like one of the you remember the TVs that had the giant wooden cases. Yeah, no, yeah, like grandma TVs. Yeah, that's why well, I live with my grandma, so that's what I had. I had a giant. <laughs> Grandma. I thought those were cool. Yeah, because th- that was back in the day when TVs were furniture, you know? I know. I thought it was awesome. My grandparents had one of those TVs. It was like a whole sideboard thing. And then um, on the side of it, the top opened up, and it was also a record player. I always thought that was awesome. Was it a Victrola? Was it I don't even know, but it had the TV on one side, and then like it was double width, and then the top of the other side was the record player. That's pretty crazy. I, I remember. Cool. I actually remember going out and buying that that wooden TV. Like I remember going out and buying it. It was an RCA. Yeah. And we, I believe we bought it. And this is like hyper uber uh, local. Hyper uber. I don't even know if you can go that uh, extreme. Uh, hyper uber. <laughs> it's like the hyper uber drive. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God to plaid. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So there used to be a place, I believe either, I think, although I'm not 100% certain, we bought it at Sugarman's, which was a local, yeah, that was a local buy-everything store in in the Scranton area. It was actually in Einan. It had another name. They called it Einan Drug. This is a little, this is like a little too inside baseball, but I remember going to buy that, and uh, and you know what the sad thing is? It was like we bought that thing in like 90. 91. (laughs) That's pretty pretty late for one of those wood TVs. That's what I'm saying. But hey, look, it's what grandma wanted. It was her house. And it was an RCA. And uh, do you remember, like, RCA was, like, that was considered, like, a pretty good brand for a while? I mean, they have, like, a cable named after them. (laughs) What do they have named after them? A cable. RCA cables? I didn't even know there was an RCA cable. Yeah, it's, the like, the main one for audio. It's also component video. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, anyway, RCA was pretty badass, but they, but they weren't the Sony Trinitron. You remember Sony Trinitrons were pretty like, they were the the creme de la creme. Yeah, totally. We had what we had one of those. Also, our the Sony one that we had had just like, I think like nine buttons on it. So like it was pre-programmed, and then you had to like tune each button separately. Oh yes. Oh yes. <laughs> I thought that was cool. You know, it was a really funny thing back in the day. This was prior to like. You know, this is still with cable, right? Yeah. And um, this was a, a one that I was. This was like I would say circa maybe '98 or '99. I was at my cousin's house. I was spending the night. This is my cousin uh, yeah. in Jersey, and he had like he he just moved into his his new house. He had this amazing TV, huge TV with this entertainment system. He bought this TV. He had me come over to do some of the setup for it. Yeah, and yeah. This was before like you could turn on the TV and it would tell you what channel it was, so you had to program them in. Oh, yeah, like you, you, there was no scan. <laughs> there was no scan. There was no nothing. So he went to bed. He and his wife went to bed. This is before he had children. And I spent like a good hour renaming all of the channels, like <laughs> ass, dick, 
fuck. I really no way. Like messed up stuff. That's yeah, awesome. Like, yeah, I went through the whole thing and like I never said anything. I shut the TV off and then I think I got like they drove me to the bus station on Sunday to get back to New York for school. Yeah. College. Wait, like, like oh college, yeah. Yeah, college. And he and um he calls me. He's like, uh, hey, uh, is there like uh, something that you did to the TV? I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> he thought it was hilarious, but like, you know. <laughs> And you know what was funny? Like the the up uh, the higher channels, like uh, maybe even two years later, I went there. I remember seeing like tits. They were still on there. <laughs> yeah. Like it wasn't worth changing back. Yeah. <laughs> That's when you know it was a good prank. Yeah, it was. Pre- that <laughs> it was, was a- difficult to change to make it worth it. <laughs> <laughs> but like seriously, there's only so many vulgar words that you get in four. I mean, four-letter words. Like you you get to like thirty, and you're like, God, I don't have anything left. You could just reuse them. They don't have to be different, right? It'd be cool just to change them all to the same thing. That'd be even more confusing. <laughs> ass, 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 ass. <laughs> or don't no, like ass two, ass three. <laughs> but you can't do that anymore. It's not. It's not a. It's not a workable prank. The best prank though that you can pull on people is to um, make their keyboard on Word autocorrect to something. So I think I told you this, but. Um, one time I had a uh, manager whose whose primary language like grew up speaking Spanish, and yeah. every, every once in a while I would get an email from her, and it would auto it would start auto correcting my email into Spanish, so I'd be really? like yeah, so I'd be like you know hey you know so long and it would be like oh it would be like whatever like you know hey would be like. It would just assume that you were using Spanish? It would just assume that I was like using Spanish because I guess she had like a language setting on her emails and it would tr- come in with the HTML or something. <laughs> yeah. So like I type in like hey and then it would be like a, there would be like a red squiggly underneath. I was like what the hell and I go over and you know you right click it it's supposed to, it says like hola. Yeah. Or like, you know, like... <laughs> it would switch it. It would translate it. That's pretty yeah. cool. Which, well, I just thought, no, it wasn't trying to translate it. It was like the... Re- like, it I guess that's it, what you put. Textually, I guess it thought that I should be writing, oh, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty um, cool. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I, I didn't, and then I, I, I emailed her. I was like, hey, um, how did you get out of this language thing? Because I can't... Everything I'm writing has a red squiggly or a blue glare. <laughs> I know, that's super annoying. I hate that. <laughs> Speaking um, of languages... Google Translate just updated, so it does that thing so you can hold it over any text, and then it'll change the text in place to whatever language you want. That's amazing. Does it work in Cyrillic? Because I've been avoiding Russia just for this 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 reason. I don't know. I think that it will. I haven't tried it yet, but because there used to be the app for iPhone that did that, but now Google Translate has it built in since like an update last week. Uh, that's good. So everyone, download your Google Translate if you have yeah. that feature and play with it. And let us know if you like it. You can reach out to us at Fresh and Par. <laughs> we are live right now, so if you want to reach out to us, we know Tom is watching. But if anyone else wants to watch, uh, uh, reach out to us at Fresh and Par. Yeah. yeah, if you want to watch but you're not watching yet, just reach out to us and well, no. uh, we'll, we'll let you know to watch. But wait, here's the thing. <laughs> if you're listening tape delayed or listening to our podcast and you want <laughs> But wait, to... there's more. But wait, there's more. Look at this juicy rotisserie chicken. <laughs> Set it and forget it. Those people just listening aren't seeing this beautiful rotisserie chicken. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Um, I think I people watching aren't seeing it either, though. <laughs> when I was um, in college, another college story... There was the Ron Popeil rotisserie oven, and they used to play that infomercial all Pretty hours, awesome. all yeah. hours, all the time. And I think I watched that thing 
at least 30 to 40 times. What? So you just like straight up just sitting there watching it? Well, we, me and my roommate at the time, we thought it was just hilarious the way that they would like, it was almost like talking down to you. It was like all, it was, it was, it was bizarre. It's like, you don't have this yet? You don't have this yet? It's so simple. Just anything you want. Just put in there rotisserie. It's so delicious. Set it and for and then, and then he would like point to the crowd and they would say it, set it and forget it. Anyway, I never bought one, but I watched it forty That's times. That's good. That's good. But uh, uh see, oh, one last thing. One last thing about the Golden Globes. Yeah. Tina Fey and Amy Poehler um, made some Bill Cosby jokes. Yeah. Like hardcore Bill Cosby jokes. Yeah. And it was like awkward. But it was still pretty good. It was awkward, but pretty good. Um, <laughs> speaking of awkward and pretty good... <laughs> oh, man. The Fresh Air and Parland show... No. Um, <laughs> <Right. laughs> it pretty much fits the bill for awkward and pretty good. <laughs> um, no, I, I... Have you heard of this uh, podcast called Serial? Serial? I have, but I haven't, uh, I haven't listened to it. I actually don't even listen to very many podcasts. Like, I don't know. So I have been I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, a whole wide array of podcasts because I use them to kind of like improve myself while we do our show. I like. To I just, I'm I'm all me. I don't need improving. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I I listen to enough to kind of try to through osmosis make us both better. Okay. Yeah, that's, that helps. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I need I need I need that osmosis. So I listened to the Serial Podcast, which I didn't realize this. I thought it was like a weekly thing, but it's not. It was like a monthly thing. I listened to the entire run in a Just day. Just all at once. How many were there anyways? Well, there was 12 episodes. Well, it started yeah, last, yeah, it started last year. year. Yeah, it started last year around this time and ended in December. And well, it, I think it, it started in October of 2013, no, 2013, yeah, and ended in December 2014. Yeah. Um, so I listened to them all in one shot, all pretty much like straight through. Yeah. Okay? And boy, oh boy, do I have a lot to talk about on this one. <laughs> okay. So first off, the it it took it was, um, as our number one fan told me today, the par excellence of of podcast production. And I go, yeah. don't you mean? the fresh and par excellence of podcast production. And he said touche, but I don't think he really meant that because he's like, oh, he's like, you guys are a different thing. That's a podcast. You're a live show. And I'm like, That's okay. True. I like I like that differentiation. Yeah. Um, we have but, a supplementary podcast. That's true. Um, so I listened to the whole thing. So do you know anything about it? About uh, the cereal? Yeah. I mean, I just know that they make fun of it on... Saturday Night Live and white people like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you like a like a two minute rundown of what it is, and then I want to share some of my thoughts about it. All right. So th this is the show for me and, and everyone else. For you, and by proxy, everyone else. <laughs> um, so there was a murder in Baltimore, Maryland, or in near a suburb of Baltimore, Maryland, in yeah. 1999, of this Korean girl. Okay. But um, this is fictional, right? Real. It's real? It's all real. What? I thought it was all fictional. It's not fictional. It's real. Oh. That's way different than I thought. Uh, yeah. It's real. So 
Um, by the way, my wife right now is listening to it right now because I was like, you need to listen to it because I need to talk to you about it. So she's like, <laughs> all right. So anyway, um, this her ex-boyfriend essentially gets sent to jail, life in prison for murdering her. But yeah. there's some questionable timelines and activities regarding the situation. And essentially it goes through a year, almost two years, frankly, because she did an investigation for a year and then continues to do the podcast for a year about this investigation into whether this person is innocent or not, or like shouldn't be in prison for this crime. Yeah. And they uncover a lot of things. The issue is that they're asking for a lot of stuff uh, that happened 15 years ago. People don't remember, you know, you don't remember what you did last Tuesday, let alone Tuesday in 1999. Um, so there's a lot of haziness to it. There's a lot of fluidity to it. Um, and in the end, it ends kind of like very undramatically. Spoiler alert! Um, <laughs> I know. Spoiler um, alert! Uh, that where the lady's like, look, I don't know if this person is guilty. I don't think there's enough evidence to put him to jail, but it's suspicious that it looks like maybe he did do it. But I don't, don't. There's not enough evidence for me to convict him if I were on a jury, of a jury of his peers. Yes. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not what happened, you know. And then it was like to be continued kind of thing. <laughs> Wait, but so. so how was it following a real? Th was it like after the fact? Making a story about it, or was it following a real thing? It was 15 years after the fact. Oh, okay, okay. So essentially, here's the thing. His sister or brother met up with this other attorney who's like a tax lawyer or some sort of immigration lawyer. She had been taking on this case for like the last 15 years because they're, the family thinks he's innocent. Yeah. He didn't do it. And the kid has never said anything other than, I'm innocent. Okay? Yeah, yeah. This this lady, they approached this lady 15 years later because after a certain this and that, I guess she was a a, a beat writer in in Baltimore in yeah. like maybe seven years ago or eight years ago, and she wrote a story about the lawyer that defended him who was actually disbarred because of, yeah, she was disbarred because of um, unethical use of client money or something like that. She was huh. disbarred. But then subsequently got pancreatic or stomach cancer or something and died. So she's not even so around. So not even around. So that person's not even around. The the Korean family that of the like the of the girl who was murdered doesn't participate in this podcast. So that's a whole side of the story you don't hear. Oh, that's um, like the real people. I thought it was like a dramatization or whatever. No, it's real people, and it's here's what's crazy about it. It wasn't like she did all this research, then recorded 13 episodes, she carved it out. And then like, and then release it every month. No, she did like a couple episodes, put them in the can, and then she was doing it in real time. So people, oh really? And it because it caught such fire, like in the zeitgeist of like culture, which yeah. I didn't even know it was happening. People were coming out of the woodwork to talk about these things. Yeah. And they were like in real time, like changing the story and what was happening. No as, way. That is yeah. crazy. Yeah. So that, first off, we're kind of getting into why I thought it was pretty good, which was like this real... It was like, you ever watch Dateline? No. So Dateline is like... I mean, I don't, I'm not into, like, you know, the mystery cop, like, legal stuff or whatever. Okay. I mean, Dateline seems like the same kind of thing, isn't it? Yeah, so Dateline's like a 45-minute show, an hour with commercials. They yeah. focus in on one case, and it's like, the mysterious... Diff's appearance of Jenny from Scottsdale. Yeah. How did it happen? 
Stay tuned next, and we interview the husband, or is he? You know. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, so, I'm super not into those things. Yeah. So this was like that sort of kind of thing, but it was happening sort of like in real time. But it wasn't like it wasn't like a controversial thing. So like the, the it was controversial only to that family because a lot of people said it was it was more of like a slam dunk case if you were to talk to the prosecutor or whatever. Yeah. So um, here's the thing. It hinges on – the story hinges on Jay, who is the person – it's the stupidest story. Like, it makes no sense. The story makes no sense. There's so much inconsistency in the story. But, like, you – and you get captivated into it. I, I don't want to get too in-depth into the story, but essentially Anon, the, the ex-boyfriend of this girl, they break up. He gets he, apparently he has rage, kills this girl. Yeah. He he has this other guy who's a drug dealer. He sort of like pseudo blackmails him into helping him like take care of stuff to bury the body and shit, and then um, disappears. There's an anonymous phone call which leads them to him, and then like some guy randomly stumbles upon the body in the woods who happened to be already arrested because he was a streaker. It's like the most ridiculous stuff. <laughs> And, like, all of this stuff com- comes together, and it's, like, really interesting, um, but not, not for, like, not, like, crazy interesting. Just enough interesting to be, like, whoa, podcasts are another art. It's, like, this is, podcasts are important, and this is, like, this could be, like... The, so this I mean, is the podcast that made the medium important? It might be. It might be. Not really? Yeah, yeah, Tom says we need a new Jamio Fresh to 2015. <laughs> Yeah, it this might be so. This is a spinoff of a of of an Ira Glass like NPR podcast called This American Life. Yeah. Um. There's also another very good. I do know that one. I have listened to that. There's also another very good podcast called Radio Lab. These are both excellent. These are both amazingly excellent podcasts. But here's the thing, people don't get like too captivated with those. They're just like, oh, you know, whatever. You're not going to hear a joke about Radio Lab or This American Life podcast on SNL, but yeah, for whatever yeah. reason, Serial hit this little this little kind of touchstone or nerve with the American populace, and I think that this is an important moment because I do think I think radio is 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 kind of been decentralized with podcasts, right? Anyone yeah. can have a, anyone can have a show now and reach anybody, right? Boom, fresh and parlance. Fresher and parlance, exactly. <laughs> We are anybody. And, and I think, no, no, we are somebody. Hell yeah. We're internet yeah. celebrities. So I think that this is an important moment because I do think audio is a, a forgotten kind of medium. And I think we, we think about music and we think maybe, oh, some people maybe do audio books or whatever. But, like, it was interesting to hear storytelling. I don't know. I feel like podcasts are super mainstream even before this. Yeah, but it's not, not to my mom. You know what? Not to other people. Not. It's not. It's not. It's not. You know, I don't think so. <laughs> That's a lot of it's nots. <laughs> so, hear me out. So, does your mom listen to Serial? She will tomorrow when I call her up and say to tell Wouldn't her to make her? <laughs> Couldn't you just make her listen to something else? Do you think she'd be into it? I do think she would be into it. Really? Yeah, it's easy. That's the other thing, is that we are in a constant state of kind of tactile or we need input audio visual whatever and yeah. and this is so simple you could just pop your headphones on 
just drive down the road or pop it in your car radio, get out of the car, pop the earplugs in your ear, walk down the street. It's very accessible. And the, the story itself is, is all right, but it's, it's enough to keep you gripped, okay? Yeah. And now, there has been some criticism of this, and uh, I've, I've subsequently read some kind of like post-serial ending interviews with the J character, who is essentially, I would say, the antagonist of the storyline. Um, I read a post interview with the um, prosecutor, none of which were prominently featured or refused to be featured in the the, the, the broadcast. And frankly, had they, um, I don't even know what would have happened if Jay had interviewed what he interviewed on this website, what he yeah. had said. It would have dramatically changed the storyline. Also, um, this was 1999. There was a cell phone. It was the first ever case in Maryland where they used cell phone towers for location devices. That was interesting. Um, yeah. Wait, uh, so you're just going into more detail. What about your... Uh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What so, about your other things? <laughs> so whatever. The, I guess my point is this, is that... Um, well, I already talked about that. Now you threw me off. I had a, I was going somewhere. <laughs> well, you, were, you were just starting to just explain the whole thing where we, we were going with an overview here. Oh, oh yes. I, I got it. I'm back. I'm back on track. <laughs> the thing is, is that from the get-go, pretty much from the get-go, yeah. I never thought this kid was innocent. Yeah. But he's in jail, and, and there's supposed to be doubt. Okay. So from yeah. from the first episode, maybe I was like, ah, oh, could be. Episode two, I was like, nah, maybe. And then three, four, five, six, I was like, this jerk. He, I mean, he's such a manipul. I think he's manipulating these people. I think he's a sociopath. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then I read the interview with the guy afterwards. I'm like, yeah, this dude is totally guilty. Like, I'm hundred hundred percent convinced. But so, some people still don't think so. Some people still don't think so. So a couple things happen. One is that they're going to be a season two. Okay, I can't really? imagine. Why? Yeah. I mean, the guy already like in jail. He's been in jail for 15 years. Oh. Uh, but no, I think it's going to be another case. Is what I think they're going to do. So if they do another case, and would it still um, be called serial? Yeah, it'd be like serial season two. Oh. Here's hmm. the thing, though. I think it's going to ruin it. They should just leave it. Well, here's the thing. I feel like this case had some mystery. But it didn't yeah. have a lot of mystery, and I don't think it was that unjust. I think that this, th there was some criticism here, is that they, that this lady, the, the, uh, the, the, um, edit, the editorial, what's the journalist that re that did the story and ran and was the lead on this whole investigation? Yeah. She, this was like a waste of her time because it was a slam dunk case for the prosecution, and the, 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 the wishy washiness of the story, um. It, when you look at it abstractly, yeah, or start to look at it, it's like there's a lot of like, um, you know, there's a lot of like weird shit that's going on. So, do you think another case would be better? Are you saying? I do. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I think she. This was like a good test case. I don't think she knew it was going to blow up like it did. I think the next time she does it, she should really get a case where it's like, holy fuck, this guy is completely innocent. There's DNA. There's something. There's, you know what I'm saying? Where Don't people actually, like it better when it's the right way rather than rooting for someone who's being tried, you know, and they weren't supposed to be or whatever? What do you mean? So I mean, like, you, rather than, ha like, be rooting for someone who shouldn't have been convicted, don't people, like, 
rooting for the person. I mean, like saying, like, oh yeah, I'm glad that he was convicted or whatever. Well, maybe that's, that's why it was successful. Maybe it was, and that's I guess. But here's the thing: if you talk to people and you talk to other individuals and you talk to people, there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh no, dude, he's totally innocent. That's bullshit. Yeah. That's bullshit. I don't feel that way because I don't think it's as clear cut. I don't feel like, oh, I guess if you were going to think about like the letter of the law, maybe you could be like, you know what, I don't think he's that, I don't think he's guilty because there's just not hard proof on anything. There's like nothing. There's no we murder weapons. There's no nothing. There's yeah. Nothing. There's barely even any motive other than like she broke up with him and he was angry. And most of the character witnesses are like, yeah, not really. So then you really have no reason to th like. You have no evidence it was him either. That's, I guess that's the point of the thing. You have to yeah, pick so a that, side. Yeah, so that seems like the, that's like the thing that would be drawing about it is like, it's a pretty, like, you know, you can't prove it. So if I have a teenage son or daughter, yeah, I am going to make them listen to this thing. <laughs> so you're going all out. This is, I didn't know that you were that deep into it. Well, here's the reason like, why. Here's... I think that every high school student in America should listen to this series. And I'll explain why. <laughs> is that every single motherfucker in this story lied. Yeah. They all lied. Every single one of them. Hey, by the way, language. We already got yelled at earlier today for you being too vulgar. <laughs> that wasn't me. wasn't me. I don't know it was you. It wasn't me. It was a combination. But... Yeah. Anyway... Um, <laughs> Everyone lied in this thing. And because everyone lied, and there was so much inconsistency in the story, yeah. is that it became obvious like that there was never you're never gonna there's never gonna be a truth. There's never gonna be a truth. Isn't that the world that we live in? <laughs> it's not. It's not the world we live in anymore. Because we have cameras. It's because we have cameras, we have uh trackable cell phones, we have uh cell phones that track uh you know, location now, which yeah. is back then they didn't. They had only when someone called, they could get the tower that it came from and stuff. Yeah. But there was there was nothing like that. They didn't have anything like that. And it was just a different time in a different place. And also, it's it's it kind of insightful in the sense that we don't, you know, our day to day. <laughs> let me let me be clear about this. This is kind of off topic of serial. I just, I just think it's funny. Like, I mean, I knew that you like you were into it or whatever, but I didn't know that it was this life changing of an experience for you. This is totally like what they make fun of on the SNL and just like you know how everyone's like, oh my god, have you listened to serial? <laughs> yeah, but here's totally, the thing. It's like totally I'm not. That's what you're here's doing. the thing. Uh, but I'm not. Oh my god. What about the justice system and how corrupt this is? I mean, it doesn't matter. It's still, it's the same reaction regardless yeah, of what it's yeah. for. So now that you've derailed me again. <laughs> That's what the, I'm here for. The last I'm thing, for. and this is it. This is the last thing. Yeah. Is that they, at the very at first episode of Serial, yeah. they go to these teenagers and they're like, what did you do last Friday? Right? Yeah. And... They were like, uh, oh, I think I did this or do that, and there was some contradiction. Did they check their Foursquare? <laughs> yeah, no. Well, that was another thing. There was no, there was none of that. Back I know. Then. That's why. That's why yeah. I thought that that would have been a tie-in. <laughs> um, but no, they didn't do any of that. So here's the thing. If anything, it should teach you that you should keep out of trouble. 
You should <laughs> always tell the truth. Yeah. And two, tr- do your best to appreciate every moment you are in because you never know when it, you're going to need to use and think about things you've done and experiences you've done, however minute and however small they are, you should remember those things as if they were like the most important thing because you never know when you need to go back and use that information. Isn't so, that what hypnotherapy is for? I don't think, yeah, well, here's the thing. I, you know, whatever. This guy's, just, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. We're not talking pseudoscience here. We're talking, <laughs> I'm just talking, I was trying to make a larger point about like, you know. About cereal. <laughs> uh, no, not about cereal. About when you do something and experience something, you should kind of like make a mental note of the things you do and why you do them. Because I think That's in weird. the end, when you make it, when you do those things, sometimes in the middle of the day, I'll just try to remember what T-shirt I'm wearing without looking down, and I consider that my, uh, you know, my test of if I remember what's going on in my life at that time. Do I remember which T-shirt I'm wearing? <laughs> yeah, and that there you go. The T-shirt test. That's an excellent point. Right? What kind of t-shirt test? What are you wearing? I know what t-shirt I'm wearing. I don't even need to look down. I, know. I forgot. I don't even remember. I think, oh, I think I'm wearing my, oh, yep, I was right. It's my, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, Unknown Mortal Orchestra shirt. I'm wearing a Macau shirt from Macau. Oh, is it bamboo? No, it's not bamboo. <laughs> So, but, okay, so that's it. I recommend everyone go out there and listen to this thing because it's worth it. It's worth I'm not it. listening to it, by the way. Whatever. That's fine. Just, just throwing it out there. Yeah, I'm not, not going to listen to it. It sounds super boring. <laughs> uh, anyway, there was. I have more points, but I think I've rambled on about that stupid <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a lot about cereal. Yeah, so anyway, I know that you were totally pumped. You talked about this a lot over Tahoe. Archer's back. It's Always Sunny. Oh, yeah, I know. Archer, yeah. I decided Archer and It's Always Sunny are definitely my two favorite shows right now. And I'm wondering, like, what that says about me versus uh, Serial. I just, before the show, watched the second episode of It's Always Sunny, which was really good, about group dating. The first one, which I know that you saw, about uh, the Boggs competition on the airplane, I was thinking about that while we were on the airplane. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a fun competition. I don't think we could do, um, what was it? How many be- beers was it? 70? It was 70. 70, yeah, but it kept going up. It was like 50, 60. You, know, you did like 70, man. <laughs> and then at the, I thought the, my favorite part of episode one was at the very end when Charlie was so drunk, and they, he's like, but wait, oh, yeah. you're, not, you're not done. You need to go to the baseball field <laughs> yeah. and hit the ball. In L.A.? Yeah, I know. Yeah. And he did it. I know, and but the thing was, they had a subtitle of his drunken slurs were so hilarious. <laughs> I know, and then like he was supposed to like hit like four in a row or something, but then Mac was just too lazy to go get the ball. He's like, I only brought the one ball. That's good enough. <laughs> no, he was like, yeah, he was like, uh, well, I wasn't expecting to really hit the ball, and that was the only one I got, and I don't really feel like going to get it, but uh, you really ripped that one, so I think that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's awesome that they just like pay for the airplane tickets just to have a drinking competition on the airplane. Like, the level of ridiculousness of, like, the stuff that they do has definitely gone up, which is pretty cool. I like that. Did they make a couple Passenger 57 jokes, too? I don't know. I didn't catch those. With the Wesley Snipes in the... the, Remember when um, they were going to have sex? He's like, I'm going to have sex with the woman on this plane, and it won't be in the bathroom? (laughs) (laughs) 
That's pretty good. Oh, oh yeah, and then uh, what's his name didn't know that there was already a Mile High Club, and he named it something else. Yeah, he called it like yeah, Sex at High Altitude Club or something like that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's already a thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty good. I'm excited about it. Archer was also good, but uh, also just thrown in there for some tech news. I thought it was cool that SpaceX is totally opening an office in Seattle. That's exciting. So Seattle is going to be one of the uh, the space hubs more so because we also host the space elevator uh, conventions for the last, like, whenever, however that's long has been. And also, Google totally just invested, I think, like, a billion or a couple billion dollars in SpaceX, too, for uh, worldwide Internet satellites, which is pretty cool. So there's a lot of... Space stuff going on. Speaking of Elon Musk and SpaceX, what's this deal with the tube? That... Oh, yeah, the Hyperloop. Yeah. That, he's I heard building that... one in Texas. That's what I was going to say. He's building one in Texas. Could you tell us a little bit more about that, science guy? I mean, it's the one that he... Uh, he when Since California has a high-speed rail plan that they're going to do all the way from L.A. to San Francisco, and they were asking for... Uh, like, they're supposed to do due, due diligence to be sure that it's the best use of the taxpayer money. And so Elon Musk released a paper showing... He wasn't proposing to do it. He was just showing that, like, there was other options that were feasible that were a lot more, like, uh, economical and, you know, my, like, innovative than just using high-speed rail because his system was, like, actually, like, a tenth of the cost of the high-speed rail, and it's, like, ten times faster. And it was, like, all self-sustaining and everything. The only reason that it wasn't... I mean, also, it's a new thing, so he, like, wasn't proving it. He was just proposing that, like, this is something that you guys could look into. But uh, even so, since no one took it up, he decided, like, yeah, I will just build it, and I'm going to build the prototype and show you that it will work. Because they couldn't do it, because since it's a new thing, they'd have to, like, safety approve it and do a bunch of, like, stuff like that, which is the expensive part of those government projects. But, uh, so that's the Hyperloop. It's basically just a vacuum tube that a, that a capsule goes in, and it can go faster than the speed of sound because it's not moving through air. That's the Love basic it. concept. Love it. I, I just want to... I'm going to point out while, I, while you were chatting, I checked up on our Twitter. Yeah. Why, why am I gullible for liking cereal? I mean... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I was... <laughs> you were going off about it. It's like this thing from, uh, it's the thing from Saturday Night Live. It's totally... It's what white people like. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway, whatever. It's good, <laughs> jerks. Uh, I guess. I, guess, I, I mean, think I, I mean, the hypertube sounds cooler. I guess. I know. I mean, it's an actual thing that like would matter to humanity, not just like one person's legal case. <laughs> no, dude. It's a it's a lesson in life. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, also, I, I ordered a new laptop. I'm excited about that. I thought but you more didn't do that. Than wait, wait, I, ordered I, thought, I thought you didn't do that. Huh? No, I did. I mean, well, there was that laptop I was talking about way before that never came through, but this one was actually cheaper and better, so good thing I waited. But I was surprised. I got it on the Dell website, and a payment option on Dell, totally Bitcoins. There's a button at the bottom you can buy. You can buy your computers 100% with Bitcoins. Speaking of Bitcoin, that market has completely collapsed. I know, right? It's only like $200 per Bitcoin or something now. It was pretty steady at like 400 for a while. Every was I I saw like maybe seven articles that called it Bitcon. Bitcon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Um, not like a convention for bitcoins, but like yeah. your yeah, your con. It's I was bank. watching. They, there was some football game too. They have the Bitcoin Stadium, and they like keep talking about Bitcoin stuff. It was the Bitcoin Bowl. That was yeah, Bitcoin Bowl. Yeah, it was sponsored by BitPay, I believe. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I think I think it could still I think it still could be relevant. It's just like I don't know. I don't think it's any less relevant than other stuff or countries' currencies. You know, it's the same thing. Like Europe. The Europe currency is getting all going to get weird because uh, who's backing out of the France possibly, or something? Possibly Greece. Possible. Oh, it's possible. No, I mean Greece is already. I thought it was something bigger. No, dude, it's like, Greece. Trust, trust me on this. It's France. No, it's Greece. Possible. It's maybe, maybe. But the the thing is, if they, if they get rid of Greece, then they're going to have to get rid of um, Spain, Portugal, and then possibly Italy. So. They have. They just did a, a giant bailout uh, today. They did a. They did some quantitative easing today. Huh. I heard it was something more. Like, uh, like a bigger shift than just you know that kind of thing. But I don't know. There's a quantitative but... easing. It's kind of what the U.S. did, uh, circa 2008. They're pumping money into the system, so they're gonna. They're gonna. Their va- Their currency's been devalued. That's what happened. So. Uh, remember we were talking about um, well we didn't talk about it but we t- on the show but the Swiss franc was pegged to the euro and then they... oh yeah that's that's what I was talking about that's the exact one that I was talking about yeah so in before it was kind of like cause and effect it was effect cause in this case yeah the euro franc was the Swiss franc excuse me was pegged to the euro in in uh, kind of like early warning the Swiss franc unpegged their currency to the euro because they knew that they're going to pump the system with they're going to flood the system with euros cheaply, um, and that's going to devalue the euro currency. Yeah, so that's the, the part that makes the whole thing. It's the Swiss thing. Yeah, so they well, Greece might be out of the euro. That's possible, but this is that's separate from the Swiss thing. Um, but anyway, the so now the euro is like at crazy historic lows. I think it was one fourteen today. Oh really? Yeah. That's Which weird. like when I was there in two thousand eight was like one seventy. Oh no, dude! It's at 114 right now. It's Wait, gone down. You... What? What was it? You just said it was like 116. No, I thought it was one. It was 116, but it went to it went to 113 today. So huh. like, so for uh, one euro equals one dollar, 1.13 US dollars. When I was there in 2008, it was like 1.6. Even as like late as 2014, it was at like 1.4. Yeah. So yeah. So they've had a ma- like the the euro has been they're they're thinking maybe even parity by the end of the year one to one. So this would be a good time to travel to Europe. Yeah, I know. That's yeah. cool. But so so by the way, it's time. Is it, I know. I think it is time. It's yeah, two weeks. So, I know. I know. So we have to talk about it. Hey everybody, welcome to Review Roulette, where we randomly select a title from the Netflix catalog and then we review it the following week. Right, Fresher? That is right. It's not so much a review as we just go over play-by-play a movie, but we do give it a number rating at the end. That is true. And last week, we selected the... It wasn't last week, it was two weeks ago. Oh, Jesus. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We selected the 2012 movie starring, well, featuring Paul Giamatti, John... (laughs) Just because that's the only person that, like, we knew in it. Yeah, he was also producer on the movie. Um, Starring... uh, Jesus, you derailed me again. John, uh, dies, John, John dies at the end. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Written and directed by Don Cascarelli. 
Uh, it was pretty good. I, I'm just straight up, I really like this movie. I also really like this movie. But, um, I mean, yeah. So, let's see. So, how, how, are we, how are we going to go into this? It's a lot yeah, of stuff. There is a lot of stuff to talk about this movie, and I watched it two weeks ago, or whatever, like a while back. Well, so, just, I mean, basically it was just really wacky. I likened it to a more modern version of Army of Darkness. And I don't know if you agreed with me with that. Because uh, it's wacky. It's wacky and dark, but then witty at the same time. I could agree with that, and it's but it's a, it's a little more uh, it's less it's less kind of like medieval and more. Oh yeah, of, that's right. It's like modern, you know. It's, yeah, well, it's more it's more sci-fi than kind of. Yeah, medieval. it's about like aliens and parallel universes and stuff. And kind of bizarre drugs and things yeah, like. Yeah, basically, I guess going into the story, there's this party and there's this uh, this drug that you take and it makes you be. Basically, like, psychic and, like, you know, can see ghosts and talk with dead people. Kind of, like, trans-dimensional and, like, time doesn't matter, so you can tell the future and whatever. Just give, it kind of gives you magic, but for a reason. And a bunch of kids take it. They all die, except for the main guy who, like, gets the powers. John. Yeah. No, it's not John. John's not the main guy. But he's the partner of the main guy. Yeah, he's the partner of the main guy. Yeah. But then, um... So they, like, they go to other, they have to go to this other dimension and, like, you know, kill this guy. And uh, there's just a bunch of wacky stuff that happens along the way. And um, let's see. I mean, there's a lot of just weird stuff that happens. It's, like, super ridiculous weird, but pretty cool. So uh, the, the, pretty the story starts like this, is that this kid's at a diner, and uh, he has a... Um, He's like, I need to tell the truth, and uh, Paul Giamatti comes in. He is the character who's like, so to, quote unquote, the journalist. Who he brings in because he wants to expose this kind of like weird, like magical, mystical world where if you take this drug, you could kind of experience. He the... doesn't know about the drug at the start, though. This guy's no. just basically like a ghost hunter. No, he knows about the drug. He was on the drug when Paul Giamatti came into the the thing. No, no, no. I mean. Paul Giamatti doesn't know that about the drug. He just no, knows that this no. guy is basically like a ghost hunter or like some sort of supernatural... He helps people with supernatural stuff. Right. So, essentially, this movie is very complicated. It's kind of hard I know. To, it is complicated. It's kind of hard to put into a plot. But so, it's it's told through a narrative of the character. And what's the guy's name? Is it is it like Jimmy? I thought it was like Randy? It's something, it's something <laughs> Wong. It's something Wong. Oh, yeah, Wong, yeah. He, he he it's a white kid who names himself Wong. Yeah, to to, uh, be, to hide himself. It's Dave. I think it's Dave Wong actually. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's it's Dave Wong, I believe. Anyway, he essentially um, is a ghost hunter with John. Okay. They they we have this opening scene where they go to help this woman, but they both see two different women, but we don't know that. Yeah. And then they go downstairs and then they get trapped in the room and then there's like a meat monster and then blah 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 a lot of shit happens. Then then we flash forward or is it so, I don't even know if it's a flash forward or is it I don't know. The timing is weird too. It's like they they flash forward and then he's like if he knew what happened earlier today like he'd lose his shit or whatever. Yeah, and then like a... then he gets he goes into the the guys like so how did this start? And he goes into like this story about, you know, then you go, like, how they got the drug at the, at the first place. 
Right, but don't forget that whole like story about him chopping off the guy's head who he didn't kill, but then buries him, and then a year later... Yeah, at the, the beginning. Guy... They didn't even explain that more later. Yeah, they didn't explain that at all. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so then they... I like that him. he got his axe repaired, though. It was just a hatchet, and he went to the store to get it repaired twice. Yeah, because the first time, the, the handle broke, and the second time... Yeah, just buy axe... a new hatchet. <laughs> Don't repair it. Well, like, then it was... Like $15. <laughs> There's no way that it's like hatchet repair is going to be cheaper than buying a new one. <laughs> well, I love the philosophical question. If you break the handle, then replace the handle, and then you break the uh, break the, the the top, is it? And then you fix the top. Is it still the same axe? Did they say that? Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's a good movie, though. Super good movie. Um, definitely a super good movie. Um. I'm, anyway, I'm probably going to watch it again. I'm Now that I'm thinking about it more, I'm more excited about watching it again. <laughs> so anyway, they, they, he starts telling his story, flashback to the party where they're introduced with this drug. John, his friend, not, not Dave Wong, but John, whatever his name is, takes the drug, and he, he gets a phone call. He's like, come over to my house. I need help. He comes over to his house. Is he dead already? I forget. Anyway, He's kind of dead, but the thing is, like, since he did the drug, the time doesn't matter anymore, and so even when he's with him... Like, he's calling him from different times. Like, oh, am I with you right now? Okay, good. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he's at the diner with him. He meets him at the diner. Yeah. And he goes there, and he's like, and then he, uh, they, he's having a conversation with him, and then he, the other guy calls him again, and he's talking to him again. Uh, and then, anyway, there's this long, long about story where ultimately we learn that this black drug, there's some sort of alien, uh, what is it, alternative universe where they, where they, uh, they partake in bestiality. Oh yeah, yeah. It's not not directly having to do with the drug. The just drug just like allows them to see the, the thing. Yeah, yeah. And when I say bestiality, I don't actually mean them having sex with animals. I mean bestiality in that they are experimenting on animals to like invent technology, and they show yeah. like they're like our first computer was off a of pig's brain. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, but it's a. I think that's a kind of cool alternate universe. I mean, it's like super random. Like I wouldn't have thought of that. So then there's a there's this alternate universe. They have to go into this world and they have to kind of utilize this girl who has no hand who could go yeah, in. Yeah, that was my favorite part too. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> Phantom limb. Phantom limb. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. There's also a rebellious cop who, yeah. like, who's been taken over by these little white creatures that, like, invade his body. Several people were taken over by little white creatures. Yeah, this movie is... Crazy! It it's is... really, yeah, it's really wacky. I mean, a lot. Even the um the ratings on uh Rotten Tomato, like some people just said, like they tried too hard to like just have crazy stuff going on, and they did. But I thought it was like in a good way. It was definitely in a good way. There was also a character who was like a psychic who was from Eastern Europe, possibly Russia. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Albert Marconi, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah, that guy was cool. The chicks who always follow him—he like he was the actual like savior of Earth or whatever. But he just does infomercials and stuff, like totally sleaze style. But like he really is like magic and powerful and stuff. He's oh, what's that? Um, the guy who like does escape art and like street magician. David Blaine. Yeah, he's like David Blaine like level of cheesiness. But then like he actually is magic and saving the world. <laughs> it's pretty and, awesome. Yeah. So anyway, there's also a dog who who's, happens to be with them throughout the whole movie who has a very important part at the very yeah, at the and very like, end. Yeah, it's just like, oh, ask the dog, and yeah, it accepted the mission. 
<laughs> you guys were just there to, like, you know, distract him. <laughs> to distract him so the dog could complete the mission. Yeah. <laughs> but, by the way, that full spoiler alert on everything. Everything. So anyway, at the they do at some point they transfer over into the other world and there's a giant like octopus thing where they just feed this octopus or whatever giant creature all the smart people in this world because they just they it absorbs his knowledge so it's like a giant supercomputer but it's also like a monster. So anyway, yeah. they they John and uh, Dave Wong pass through the world um, through like a portal. They get there and. All these topless women with wearing masks. Yeah, they, they were like, it was the church of them because the, like, we've been expecting you. We thought this would make you more comfortable. <laughs> so they get there and they all these topless women escort them. Then they take them into a church and on the wall is like one side is is John and he has like he's shirtless with like a baseball bat and yeah. like a, and a giant cod piece like just like a <laughs> yeah. giant. And then the other guy's talking on the, um, on the he's on dog. the hot dog, which is the part from earlier in the movie when like the, uh, John, the ghost John or whatever, is trying to explain to him that he doesn't really need the phone. It's just like basically magic making it work. So he's like, pick up that hot dog. It's like he's like, and like the hot dog starts ringing, and he like picks it up. <laughs> and the best, one of the best parts of that movie is when he's like, he tries to do one of those Bill and Ted's. He's like, dude, like remember to throw a garbage can in the thing so it falls on his head and then he's like I don't have any money I use all my money to buy that hot thing he's like check the bun there'll be a $100 <laughs> bill in there I know that's right <laughs> and then he's like it's just lettuce he's like oh damn it <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good that was pretty good <laughs> yeah no it's a it's a good movie it's a good movie I might I might have to upgrade just like thinking about it more my, my rating are you ready to rate this? No, we got to give the very end. So in the end, the dog completes the mission, takes the bomb, which was created by this pseudo-David Blaine, Artie Blackstone, Arnie Blackstone guy, or whatever his name is, Blonde. Yeah. It's actually Artie Blondstone. Really? <laughs> no, no, that's that's Paul Giamatti is the name of the character, Arnie Blondstone. It's Dr. Albert Marconi. Oh, yeah, anyway, that's right. Oh, also, spoiler alert, uh, as it turns out, is that Paul Giamatti was actually an apparition based off of the character's mind. Dave yeah. mind, and it was he was he was actually a, a black guy who was like had his head chopped off, and he only existed because the the main character. Yeah, because who... like the guy was saying like if if they like they knew that uh, you knew this stuff like they'd be hunting you down, and he's like no, I'm used to the stuff. I'm like I'm a veteran reporter. Like there's no way that I'm going to be scared into like you know having people chase me and threaten me. And then it turns out, like, he already died and didn't realize it. <laughs> yeah, he was already dead the whole time. <laughs> so anyway, this movie is really bizarre. I really liked it. I thought it was very good. They saved the day at the end, and then there's, on the credits, there's, like, another, there's, like, another kind of, like, end scene. Where yeah. They, where they accidentally go into, they're playing basketball, and the ball flies through the portal, and they have to go get it, and then they get there. And, like, two people on, like, 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 rocket shoes landed like we've been expecting you yeah yeah it was totally like some sort of like end of the world scenario alternate universe and like you know we were told that two people would come and help and they're just like playing basketball like on a field and like <laughs> they're like oh yeah that's cool uh, we gotta like go get some stuff so we'll come back <laughs> <laughs> they're all like way nonchalant about it yeah Okay, uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have you review this first because I want to see where you're gonna set this standard. All right. So originally, well, two weeks ago when I watched this, I was gonna give it an eight, which is 
on par, I was looking through my previous ratings, and I've only given an 8 to maybe like 4 or 5 other movies that we watched. I think I'm going to have to upgrade it to a 9. This might be like one of my favorite movies. I think this is super rewatchable. I can imagine rewatching this in like 5 years and still having it be cool. I kind of want to rewatch it again tonight. I know. Me too. Yeah. Not to, I'm not going to watch it tonight, but I do want to rewatch it. I th- I'm giving this I think 9 is the highest that I've given any movie since we've been doing reviews. That's why I've been saving it, but okay, I'm going to give it a 9 is pretty high. I can't Yeah, 9 it. is really high. I'm, I I admit it. It's it's a it's a rough call, but I think I think I'm making it. This is John dies at the end. It's a fresher 9. I'm going to give it a Parlance 8. It's pretty good though. I mean, that's yeah. It's it's solid. So that's that's a uh, eight point five total here. I think is that our highest. I think it is our highest. Um, I need to really like organize this like data better, but pretty sure it's our highest because I I know that I haven't given anything else a nine. I don't, well I, I don't know that, but I'm pretty sure. I don't. I can't imagine that we've we've done that. Oh, 13, oh, 13 assassins. You gave a nine, and that's all. And I gave an eight, so that was eight point five also. That's tied. This is tied with Thirteen Assassins. That movie was pretty good. That movie was super good. Dude, the blood, the blood city. Oh yeah, that was yeah, that, that was, was a good that movie. was amazing. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. Anyway, okay, so let's uh, let's pick another pick another right. film. So do it. So folks, I don't know if you know, this, we actually generally go to um, InstaWatcher. Yeah. We go to Rotten Tomatoes Fresh. Yeah, InstaWatcher. It's a great site. It says all the stuff. You can like search the Netflix database. And like, uh, but it, it's like organized a lot better because I don't think it's that easy to find stuff on Netflix. It's definitely, definitely not easy to find on Netflix. And you, it has like a choose random button, which is how we select our movies, which is really cool. And then you can choose it in different categories too, which we pick. Rotten Tomato Fresh is our category. And the yeah, earlier episodes, we picked different categories each time. But I think that Rotten Tomato Fresh is a, it's a pretty solid like selection of different things. All right, I got mine. I got Here's this. this if, I, if I've seen it before, does it count? Like, but a long time ago? I don't know. I mean, traditionally, we've had it, so if either of us have seen it, we wouldn't watch it, but... All right, I'm we, flipping out. I just we could. What is it? What is it? It was Crocodile Dundee. Oh, really? I don't know if I've seen that, which is surprising. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really remember much about it, but I had the Crocodile Dundee. I hit it again. Well, one that we did do that both of us had seen was Adam's Family. Correct. So we could. I don't know, maybe we'll have three to pick from. All right, what did you get? I got The Square. I don't know, it looks weird. It says, uh, inspiring and intense, this critically praised documentary chronicles the popular uprising in Egypt that uh, captivized... Oh, no. I think we lost parlance that captivized the world with scenes of courage and freedom in the face of violent opposition, igniting a history-making revolution. Did you probably miss that? That's all right. I know what it's about. Do you? Yeah, it's about the, the protest in Egypt. Is it? That capitalizes the world with scenes of courage and freedom in the face of violence. Oh, yeah, I guess so. History-making revolution, yeah. It's called The Square. Yeah, Tahir, Tahir Square. That's uh, yeah. That was the... The area for... Um, I don't know about another documentary. We did a lot of documentaries. You don't like our documentaries. I mean, they're okay. But what's your, what did you get? 
I got Fern Gully. Oh, I don't know what that is. The Last Rainforest. It's an animated movie from 1992. When a sprite named Krista shrinks a human boy <laughs> named Zach... <laughs> that it just starts, when a sprite named Krista... That already sets my sets my mood for the whole thing. <laughs> shrinks a human boy named Zach down to her size. Sounds like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. A lad vows to twist. A lad vows to help the magical fairies folk stop a greedy logging company from uh, the greedy logging company from destroying their home, the pristine rainforest known as Fern Gully. You know what's so funny about this? I was when I was in Alaska. I did a kayaking tour. Yeah. And and for whatever reason, someone brought up Avatar and, and talking about, like, whatever, and some the, the, the kind of hippie guy that was, like, um, was my tour guide, he goes, dude, Avatar is nothing more than a remake of Fern Gully. What, really? Yeah, that's what, what? he said. Yeah. The real, like, he said the name of the thing, you remember the name of the movie? Yeah, that's what he said. He said, it's nothing but a remake of Fern Gully, dude. I like, I like your Australian accent. Oh, no, Alaska? Uh, well, he was, like, from Texas, but he was, like, a hippie. <laughs> yeah. you, should, you should just talk in that accent all the time. <laughs> nothing but a remake of Fern Gully, dude. <laughs> I like that mine is an impersonation of your impersonation. It sounds like double... Uh, Double, you know, whatever. That's, that's hyper meta. That's a meta impersonation. Hyper meta. Yeah. I don't hyper know. So we got three. We got three movies. Okay. We have Fern Gully. Out of these, I'd pick Crocodile Dundee out of the three that we have. Oh, you want to do Crocodile Dundee? I don't know. Yeah. It's. I mean, both of these other ones don't sound very cool to me. Do you want me to uh, pick? I would be okay with them, though. Let me read Crocodile Dundee so you know what the plot is. I mean, I, I know that he talks about knives. When a New York reporter plucks crocodile hunter Dundee from the Australian outback for a visit to the Big Apple, it's a clash of cultures and a recipe for good-natured comedy as naive Dundee negotiates the concrete jungle. <laughs> Dundee proves that his instincts are quite useful in the city and adeptly handles everything from wily muggers to high-society snoots without breaking a sweat. Hogan's script earned an Oscar nod. He got nominated for an Oscar for Crocodile Dundee. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think I want to watch that. Like I, have, I, I just want. I don't know if it works into our thing, but I think it'd be an interesting review to have on our books. <laughs> okay, fine. It was. <laughs> it does have an eighty-nine percent fresh rating. Yeah, dude, it's it's a classic. I might. Is that how they talk? I might. I got a knife. <laughs> no, that's not how they sound. <laughs> Crikey! I got a knife. <laughs> There's some shrimp on the barbie. I got some shrimp on the barbie. Crikey! <laughs> All right, Crocodile Dundee. That's exciting. There you go. We're gonna. Watch. I can't believe we're watching Crocodile. Dundee. I know that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's gonna, it's I'm, on. We're writing it. Crocodile Dundee. It's a done deal. That's a oh, done. Oh. Oh, Killed my. it. <laughs> All right. So, is there anything anything else we should talk about? It's getting. I, I think that's it. I got. I got. Let me check something here. Yeah, I got five thousand steps to do right now. Oh my gosh, ten thousand. How you doing? Every day, except for the day I was dead with fever. <clears throat> I'm staying pretty good at my. Let's see. I have uh, eight thousand three hundred so far today. Whoa, that's a lot, dude. <clears throat> my goal thing is seventy five hundred. So I don't get. 
actually 10,000. It's impressive. So essentially, I'm going to run around my house for about an hour. <laughs> that sounds... I mean, you need a treadmill. I have an elliptical. It doesn't work on the elliptical, but I do need a treadmill. Yeah, I guess running around the house is just cheaper treadmill. It's the same thing. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, all, all right. right. I don't think I have... Um, I don't have much to add anymore. I think I'm I'm exhausted. Yeah, too much uh too much cereal in. Yeah, I I'm gonna eat some cereal tomorrow if you know what I'm saying with, with some soy milk. I want to see I want to see what uh what your wife thinks about it. I'm looking forward to it. She's probably on episode four right now. You think she gave up? She's like I'm not gonna listen to this. This is garbage. No, I don't think so. I think she's gonna she's gonna listen. All right. So well. Uh, all right, well, this is uh, Parland saying toodaloo. And this is Fresher saying later taters. Woo, next week. See you next week. Whoop.